is Adam. We had the opportunity to speak with Ravana Golden over Zoom video. Ravana was born in St. Paul, Minnesota, lived there till about 10 years old, and then she moved to the outskirts of St. Louis, Missouri. She talks about that and how she got into music. She said she hadn't really heard rap music before until moving to St. Louis. She had about four CDs prior to that, and that was kind of the extent of her music catalog. And when she moved to St. Louis, she discovered on AOL Instant Messenger, if you remember that, they actually had radio stations on there, which I don't remember. But she found these radio stations on there, and that really opened up her mind to uh, different artists. And when the iPod came out, that was just game-changing for her. She talked about writing a poem in 11th grade, singing that poem into a voice memo, having her friend Dylan Brady hear the song. He went to the rival high school, but he was also a producer. And when he heard the song, he told her, you know what, this is what you need to be doing. You need to be writing songs. So he helped her produce and put together her first record called Girl Gone Wild. We talk about that. We talk about her moving to Los Angeles to pursue a career as a musician. The success of her song, Polite, which she put out on SoundCloud and had tens of thousands of plays within hours. Ravana tells us about signing with Big Beat Records and all about the new music she has coming out. You can watch our interview with Ravana on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Ravana Golden. So this is all about you, your journey in music, and how you got to where you are now. Dope. Dope. Oh, cool. I did read from St. Louis area. Yes. Yeah. Well, technically, you know, Webster Groves, but that's not, <laughs> that's not quite as fun as St. Louis. <laughs> is that like a suburb of St. Louis? Yeah, it's a suburb. Okay, what was it like growing up there? Um, it was cool. I don't know. So basically, when I was ten, I moved from St. Paul, Minnesota, to Webster Groves, Missouri, and it was like I went from living in like a smaller but like an actual city, you know, that was like very progressive and like I don't know, uh, it was more forward thinking than Webster Groves. So I felt like um, I felt like quite a pariah when I got there. I was something of an outcast for my first couple of years, you know, didn't, okay. really, didn't really get it. Like, I don't know. I had never really heard like rap music till I moved there either. Like, I don't know. Like, I just remember being like in fifth grade and it was like the year that Soldier Boy came out, like, sold, like, like crank that. And like, uh-huh. I'd never heard such a thing. So it was eye opening. It was cool. I, I mean, <laughs> Most of my friends from St. Louis also live in LA now. So, I mean, I definitely really value the connections I made and stuff like that. That's cool. So before that, you were in St. Paul? Yeah, just just for those first, you know, formative years. Okay. Well, so before you got to, to St. Louis or outskirts of St. Louis, I should say, or were you, what were you listening to? You said you hadn't heard rap music until you moved, but prior to that, what were you into? It was, you know, it was a different time. So it was like, it wasn't like there was Spotify if like kids didn't have that. You know what I mean? I was, sure. I'm sure you didn't have Spotify growing up either, but like, <laughs> it was like, I had like a couple CDs I had and my Jesse McCartney, beautiful soul CD. I okay. had two Avril Lavigne CDs. I had two Green Day CDs. And I think before I moved to St. Louis, those were my only CDs. And then I got a Weezer Make Believe CD when I moved to St. Louis. But when we moved to St. Louis, I started spending a lot of time like on the computer. Uh-huh. And I 
there was like the in the AOL instant messenger like app. Oh, I love those days. Yeah, they had like this radio station. Like they had all these radio stations inside of like AIM. Really? So I, I don't remember that. Maybe that was later down the down the line. I just remember the away messages. That was like life changing. It was like you had to like download like an extension and it would show up underneath where the chat box was. This was probably like oh eight to like two thousand eleven. I was doing that. Okay. Um, and it it was it was awesome. Like I would find a ton of music that way. But um, I don't know. I was I was really big into like like Rob Thomas. Like was super into Rob Thomas. Okay. <laughs> like Matchbox 20 and like sure. I don't know. I did I didn't really like it wasn't until I got my iPod that I started listening to anything that like resembles rap like on my own time. I don't know. I don't know why that was, but I feel like the radio station wasn't giving me like what I needed from rap music. Uh-huh. Like like the American boy era of like Kanye and Jay-Z and shit like that was like my intro to rap. So there's, I feel like I'm not the most versed on music, but the stuff that I know, I know it like the back of my hand, you know? Got it. Okay. And how did you like, do you play an instrument? I wish I'm, I'm thinking about learning guitar. Honestly, I was really giving it some thought last night. I'm just scared to be bad at anything. So I haven't learned yet. Well, you, you got to start, right? I mean, you got to start somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, that's what I want to learn. I like I'm like mildly proficient on keys. Like I can like make beats, but like I um I kind of got into music by like I like wrote a poem once in English and then I was like made like a voice memo of it and like showed it to one of my friends. He's like, you got to make music. That friend was Dylan Brady and he produced a bunch of my shit. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say on your, on YouTube and stuff, you can find a lot of, he posts a lot of your stuff and vice versa. Yeah. He definitely was a big factor for me making music. He was the first person to kind of like push me to like pursue it. And it wasn't like, it was really like a push, but someone that like sat down, made the beat and like we made really sick songs. So yeah, that Did was kind of school with you. Like, was he in your high school or something? He went to the rival high school. There was Webster and Kirkwood and he was Kirkwood and they always had the nicer computers, the bigger school, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but um, say pretty much the same place. Yeah. Okay. So what, what grade were you in or how old are you when you wrote the poem? The poem was probably like junior year of high school. I showed it to, or maybe it was senior year. It was, I had like a voice memo from my senior year of high school. And then I went to college in Kansas city and Dylan still lived in St. Louis and on spring break, I like went back and I had some like video project that needed audio. And I was like, yo, can you help me out? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And then I was like, oh, you make music, right? Blah, blah, blah. Like showed him the voice memo. And he's like, dude, <laughs> like you, you got to do this shit. Um, so, so did he help you start writing songs? So does he play or was it all done via computer? He's a producer. He's been like keys okay. since like high school and he's been doing like guitar since college, I think. So he knows instruments, but he's just like such a fucking genius that it's like, I don't know. I, um, he, he just made the beat and I would sing and he, it wasn't like I was really getting much direction. He just okay. do my thing and it was dope. That's right. I've seen videos of you guys. Is that you and him online, right? Where you're like creating songs or you're like grab the 808 and then you're like manipulating sounds. Like I saw something on YouTube. Oh, maybe right. it's old. That one, 
Oh, I think you might be thinking of a thing that was like a Jeff Ellis thing. And that was judge beast, but I don't know. There's a whole, there's a whole bunch of like dudes in our squad and we all. Oh, produce the kind of produce together. Yeah. Okay. So you put out a record in 2015. Was that all done with, with Dylan? Yes. Okay. And that was all done independently. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about putting that record together. Um, I was going through a lot of like mental health stuff during that time. So I was kind of writing from the heart. It was before I really analyzed any of my lyrics. Like I didn't think about anything I was saying. I just did it. And um, over the course of like six months, we produced them all and then put it out. And I remember thinking at the time that it took so long. (laughs) (laughs) And were you in high, uh, you're out of high school at this point. This was college. It was like college college and I was like in college on and off for a couple years and then I dropped out moved to LA then out here doing this shit ever since okay so you once you put that record out is that when you moved to LA no I oh and then I like kind of fell back into like some mental health stuff and wasn't making as much music for a couple months and then summer 2016 I start putting stuff out again then I go back to school in like the fall of 2016 and I'm like wait like what am I going to do with a painting degree? So I, <laughs> Oh, is that what you were going to school for originally? School. So I was like, I, I used to do a lot of uh, visual art and I do still from time to time, but that's not really where my heart is anymore. Okay. So when you went back to school, when did you decide or what made you decide to go to LA? Was it just like, okay, this isn't what I should be doing. I should be doing music. And then just like tell your parents, Hey, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm moving across the country. I don't know. Like once I started making music, there was like immediately talk, like we're all going to go to LA and we're going to make music and it's going to be awesome. And then like two or three years later, people start actually going and I'm like, well, I guess I'd better go too. And now I would say out of like my friends that make music from LA, we've got Kevin, Devin, or from St. Louis, Kevin, Devin, Rebel, Lewis, me, Dylan, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but that's just six people right there that we all came out here. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Wow. And were, once you got out here, you obviously knew them. Were you, did you link up with them and you guys started writing together? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've all stayed, we all stay in contact and sometimes we all get together and hang out just like St. Louis crew. We've got a group chat, you know, everybody's still in, everybody's still in contact. That's cool. So you get to LA and you have this record from, what a couple of years back and some new music you put out in 2016 and now you're in this big city. What do you do? That's a great question. Um, I don't know. Like I, I signed with big beat records about a year ago and that was like pre pandemic. I was playing a lot of shows and I had a lot of music. I was really excited about that. I had been sitting on, you know, for a year and they were excited about it too. So now it's like, well, how did they find you? Like, how did that even relationship begin? Um, there's this guy who like wanted to be my manager that reached out to them and didn't end up going that direction with him, but did end up going with the deal. So was there a specific song that they found that they were interested in? Yeah, actually expensive city that comes out on Friday, October 8th had this really dope video. And like, that was, that was the thing. Like that was this, this next song was like the song. And um, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm really, really stoked on this song. Like I made it in 2019 and all of it is still like very true you know to me now and shot a video like pre-label and i got a bunch of people on board and this really dope director like nina mcneely she really crushed it so um 
I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. It's definitely like from the heart. And that was that was kind of the song that I think they were like, oh, like she's got it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So they had heard the song, saw the video and what you once you sign, then it's like, OK, let's take this back. And yeah, we're we're, we're well, it wasn't out yet. I showed them oh. stuff. I showed them unreleased stuff that I have been plotting for a really solid release for for years. So got it. OK, wow. And then they get on board and that must be huge, right? It's I, But it's like. It's like with what music is right now and like with where COVID's been, it's like hard not to lose steam a little bit, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, dude, like I just, I know it's not the same as it was a couple months ago, but I feel like shows aren't what they used to be. I feel like, like touring isn't what it was, you know what I mean? Especially Uh like, so I don't know. I, I feel like there's just this weird, like transitional time happening in music that I wasn't really expecting. So just try. I'm still kind of getting my bearings in this new pandemic era of music. <laughs> yeah, this new world. Uh, were you touring prior to the pandemic? Like I did like a mini tour. I went to like New York. I went to um, New Orleans. I went to New York. I did two shows in New York, one in New Orleans and one big show here. And that wasn't really a tour, but it was like the closest thing. And now I just have like that itch. Like all I want to do is like go and like travel and <laughs> Sure, yeah. sure. So did you did you sign the deal prior to COVID? Yeah. I was okay. like it like it was in in the works prior to COVID and it was like finalized during COVID. Okay, so then COVID happens and you have these songs and these big plans and then how do you digest that whole situation? Dude, I don't. I'm still digesting. <laughs> still. still stuck in the esophagus. <laughs> Literally. Okay. So do you what do you do then during COVID? Do you start working on a bunch of new records? Like you've put out a handful of songs recently. Yeah. I um so for the first part of COVID, I like lived alone and I was pretty cautious. So I was just like in my house every day. Like and I learned Ableton while my Mac was kind of out of commission. And so I kind of got familiar with Ableton. I did literally probably 250 cover songs. <laughs> wow. And were you just doing them, putting them up online? Yeah. I like have like a side SoundCloud and like they don't really get views because it's not associated with like my main act. Uh, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I did like a shit ton of covers. And now I'm taking that love for cover songs and like working on a couple with like people who are more versed in the ways of production because I'm not really confident enough in my skills to um put anything that i've produced out yet okay so you were you've taken some of those cover songs and reworked them with with producers um yeah i'm working on a cover song right now with this dude dwilly that i'm hoping we can drop soon i'm got i have a call today about it but um I, I don't want to give too many details because I haven't even played it live yet because I don't want someone to like hear it and be like, oh, I should cover that. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So it's a, is it a deep cut of some artists or? It's like some, some like top 40, like pop punk, alt pop type shit that um, it's, I, I think everybody's going to remember the song and they've never heard it like this. You know what I mean? And I uh-huh. think that's what we need in a cover. You don't want something that sounds exactly like, what you heard already because what's the point then you know sure sure so you put a song you like putting out songs during the pandemic that must have been strange yeah it was weird i mean it was really weird like 
it's and I think part of it was almost easier when it was like worse in COVID because people were more online. But now everybody's like kind of going back to their lives, but there's still not as much of like a my release party. Like I feel like that's not as easy. I don't know. It's just it's just complicated. And I've never really felt super comfortable releasing music. I don't really know how to do it. I don't like promoting it. The fear of failure is really big. So, um, but I, I mean, but I love once it's out and I love when people fuck with it. So that's, what's important to me. <laughs> what was the first song that you saw? Like some real people like paying attention It was, as far as like online. Yeah, it was in 2015. It was back on uh, SoundCloud. I had on my first album, Girl Gone Wild, there was a song called Polite. And it was like a single that we dropped. And it was like kind of like a trap beat almost. And like literally as soon as I uploaded it, people were like in the comments, like, holy shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, and it got like, you know, like like tens of thousands of listens in like a matter of wow. hours. That had never really happened to me before. Um, so that was that was kind of when I was like, yeah, I'm moving to LA. You know what I mean? Like that when I kind started, of validated it all. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So the song comes out. Like, do you know what happened? It was just it happened to fall in some sort of algorithm, or people just happened to find it, or or the monsters, like the Machiavellian kings that they are today. I feel like it was <laughs> it's like it was literally like um, I think it was like a you had to be there type of thing. You know, SoundCloud 2015. Somebody drops a song. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, I think it was just luck. Okay. Well, luck and talent, right? Yeah, but <laughs> right right place, right time. Like, I, I don't know, like, what to attribute it to exactly. Okay. And did, when you, and that was the moment you're like, okay, I should really pursue this as something. Like, there's something here. Yeah, it was when I started to believe it for real, you know? Mm -hmm. Was it a hard sell to get to get your parents on board for you to move to LA and pursue music? Uh, kind of, it was kind of a hard sell, but it's been pretty, they've been pretty supportive. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty supportive. Like I, I remember the first time I like told my mom that I was like, I'm going to do music and I'm going to be good at it. You know, whatever. Like she was, she kind of laughed at me. Like she literally laughed at me. And now it's like, she's like, Oh, I tell me when you drop your new song. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i knew her when she wasn't even famous yet <laughs> i think she just didn't expect it because i had never like really expressed interest in it before so i think for her it was like where's this coming from but it's like dude i'm good at it and like mm -hmm. i don't know i'm definitely like a performer you know what i mean i like to put on a show i like to get up on stage like that side of music is like equally important to me and i think that's what made it so easy for me to like step into that role so i don't know she's a hater <laughs> <laughs> but she's really not she's been very supportive but it did take some like convincing that this is a feasible career path for me you know yeah for sure well talk to me about your song girlfriend sucks girlfriend sucks um well it's uh it's from like 2020 it's an older song technically i mean older to me you know what i mean um but it's the most recent one you put out or are you joking me yeah the remixes are like more recent but yeah it, it is one but, of the recent i these are just all all my songs that are coming out are like not new to me anymore which takes a little bit of the fun out of it for me but um you know when i was writing that song it was like i had a friend and i was just kind of like dude like 
tired of hearing about your relationship problems. And I kind of embellished the story to turn into the song. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. it's like, it's just like this, this girl's whack, dude. You know what I mean? Like this girl's not dope. So I just kind of, I feel like everybody kind of has that friend who's dating somebody that you don't like, you know what I mean? So uh, I feel like a lot of people kind of understood it, which was, which was cool. Sure. Sure. And you did a video for it. Yes, I did. That was a lot of fun. Was that shot uh, after lockdown, I would imagine, started? We shot that in like early July and I went out to Arizona and it was hot as shit. It was so fucking hot outside. Um, but it was fun. How did the how, like what, how did the video come together? Um, there was there's this group of people. They make videos, overcast production. And um, I've, I met one of the guys when he used to live out here in L.A. I met a couple of the guys when they used to live here. And then the label was like, oh, you've been seeing these guys do like some good work. I'm like, yeah, I know them. And so like when I got to Arizona, I remember like getting out of the car and he's like, dude, it's been like forever. Like last time I saw you, you didn't have hair. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's, it just it just kind of happened. And we kind of worked remotely until it was time for the actual day. But I think it turned out really dope. But I really like the energy of the video. Yeah, it's a rad video. I really dig it as well. I can't believe we shot that in Arizona. <laughs> it, it was 100 degrees. It was crazy. It was really hot. <laughs> really hot. And I remember on set, like, we, we had sandwiches catered. And they're like, let me know if anybody wants, like, a special sandwich. I was like, oh, for sure. I want, I want this one. It had, like, pineapple on it. It sounded super good. And somebody ate. The one sandwich that I ordered. I was like, bro. Oh. Dude. Yeah. Did you find out who it was? I was Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> who it was. I was super mad. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, like you could have had any sandwich. And he was like looking around for my sandwich after having eaten it. Like, like you. It's like, oh, I don't know where the pineapple one went. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, that is funny. That is really funny. And um, I'm looking forward to doing more videos in the future. I really, I really enjoy it. And I think for the next, next couple of videos, I want to do more, have more of a hand in the direction. Cause I really, I don't know. I enjoy it. I've done it before. want to do it again. Mm -hmm. And what about writing songs over the course of the past year and a half? Has that been difficult? Yes, it has. I very much do better writing when I am in a setting with other people, like not, I, I like to be like, it's like me and a producer or me and two producers. I don't like to write with other people if I can help it. I like to like, feel like I'm in creative control. Like I'll take feedback or whatever, but it's like, I don't, I don't need a coach. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm very like protective over my lyrics. They're very personal to me. Mm -hmm. And so like people, but that being said, it's like when it's just me, there's nobody to bounce it off of, which is like really hard for me. And I, writing during COVID, it was like, unless some, some real shit was going on over iMessage, which was not super often, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, how do you stay inspired? Yeah, I just didn't like, I, ha I had shit going on for a couple months. And during those couple months I was writing a lot. And then after that shit kind of died down, I was like, dude, I don't have any, like I'm bored. Like, what do you want me to write about that? I'm depressed. Like, that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do like zoom uh, writing sessions or anything like that? I did a few, but I honestly, like, it's not a good way for me to work. Like I feel I, I get too self-conscious when I'm recording, you know, and then it's like, I don't want to hang up the call to record and I don't want to like record, but it's just not, it's, it's not my favorite method. I, 
I sometimes I'll get asked to do Zoom sessions and I usually turn them down because it's like, dude, like just come to me. I'll come to you. Now that I have a car, you know, I'll wear a mask, whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. So are you like anything coming out recently? I mean, well, you said the next one coming out is a song that you've had for a while. Yeah. Um, this next one. Yeah, it was it was pre pre COVID pre 2020. It was like 2019 vibes. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's called Expensive City. And the song is pretty much about like living in an expensive city and being broke all the time. And this fucking sucks. <laughs> but also it's like, you know, making the alternative sound just as bad, if not worse. You know what I mean? So. Sure. So how many, how many songs would you say came out of, out of the past year? Um, so songs that are out that came out of the past year? Yeah. Yeah. Like what did you put out that you've written over the course of COVID? Um, fuck the club. Okay. That did come out during that, that, that time period. But yeah, the, the entire Cake Pop project was before COVID. Um, and anything else that came out also before COVID. I okay. <laughs> I don't, and it's like, I right now, as far as like planning to release music that was like during COVID, I think, um, I think that Fuck the Club is the only one like that was, that was there. I'm trying to think of, I mean, I'm working on stuff now that I've like finally after months, I'm like, okay, these are songs that I would put out. You know what okay. I mean? Like, this isn't just practice. Like these are fucking good, but um, it took me a while to find my groove. And it's like, I was making shit, but like nothing I was stoked enough to put out. So. Got it. Yeah. You, you like you said earlier, it's just hard to stay inspired. Right. And especially because like I have so many old songs that are still waiting to be heard. It's like, there's no rush for me to create new material, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Very good. Do you have any plans to play live anytime soon or have you since? Yeah, yeah I'm playing uh, at Catch One in LA on October 23rd and I'm doing like a full length set. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's cool. Will that be your first show in the past two years? So to speak? Uh, Oh, I've I've played a couple shows. Um, I've done some heaven parties. I've done subculture. Um, oh, cool. Little, like pop up over this this last week. So I say busy, but that's gonna be like the one I'm I'm more excited about it than I've been in a while. Like, it's it's just more. I'm like one of the main acts. You know what I mean. So that'll be mm-hmm. cool. But, that's awesome. What was it like playing for the first time and since COVID? Like the when you first came out, was it an emotional day night? Kind of. I was like, I went to the beach that day. So I was like super, 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 super sunburnt. (laughs) And like, when I play keep on going, don't stop. Sometimes I like the first line is like drag myself across the floor. So I get down and drag myself across the floor, you know, just for effect. But Uh I had ridiculous sunburn, like the worst sunburn I've ever had in my life. And I was like, well, I still got to do it. No one asked me to do that. Why did I fucking? So (laughs) I've been pain for most of that time, essentially is what I'm saying. Oh, oh, I can imagine. Well, hopefully the sunbird's healed and you can, and you can pull the move off uh, coming up on the 23rd. Yeah. Well, I, I, might not, I might not play that one now because I've got so much new stuff I want to. Oh, play. are you going to showcase stuff that you haven't released? I think so. I think so. I still haven't figured out what my set list is going to be, but um, definitely going to be some stuff that isn't out yet. And once I get a release date for this cover song, I might run that shit up. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I love performing. Awesome. I can't wait to hear and figure out what the song is that you that you are going to cover. I'm excited about that. 
keep you posted. <laughs> Please do. That's awesome. And thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, of I was course. early in, in Hollywood. Yeah, no worries. I was up at seven anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one more question for you. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, I guess um, get better at the stuff you're not good at yet. Don't sleep on that. Or if, like you, if, if, you, if you know you're not good at something, but you keep trying to convince yourself otherwise, work on it. You know what I mean? 